Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And welcome to the Man on the Post Sunday Weekend Review Show. My name's Chris, and I'm putting on my high visor jacket just in case there's a big conversation coming up. And joining me this week is Ross. Hello, mate. And Ali. Good evening. Hello, gents. How are we? Wonderful, mate. I've been out for a Chinese. I am fully stuffed. I've got a comfy chair to sit in for this. Excellent. Please don't fall asleep because you <laughs> I haven't got that much to say about most of the games. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no Dave this week as he's warming up ready for his first appearance of the season for Newcastle tomorrow night, probably. He's playing football this this time on a Sunday night. What is he, he doing? He is, yeah. Lunatic. I hope it doesn't become a regular thing. Absolute lunatic. Oh, yeah. It's because Newcastle didn't play this weekend, isn't it? He's thinking, ah, fuck <laughs> it, I'm, I'm, I'm not coming. Um, so, yeah, he's he's currently, right now, he is probably uh, wearing a black and white shirt with his right hand in the air, running around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Or kicking an Irishman in the face. <laughs> See if um, right, so a pretty much an almost full weekend of Premier League football to chat about, although, again, not really many highlights, but I suppose the, there's two games that will probably get us talking for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. But we'll start with the early game from Saturday. Uh, Manchester United, uh, on their run of form with Oleg on uh went to Craven Cottage against possibly the worst defensive team I've ever seen in my life. Uh, coming away, 3-0 free, free winners. Um the only thing I really want to say about this game, apart from the fact Paul Pogba's fine form continues, is I gave Fulham a little bit of credit a few weeks ago for looking more organised at the back. <laughs> they were a shambles yesterday. <laughs> yeah, this was a walk in the park, wasn't it, for Man United? Yeah. Normally they don't get out of second gear. They didn't even get, get, get into second gear this week. Yeah, I think Le Marchand must have some kind of bet with uh, <laughs> Mustafi for who can be the most fucking ridiculous <laughs> defender of the season. <laughs> it's pretty close at the minute, but yeah, yeah, this was this was one of the easiest games they'll ever play. They would have won this convincingly with Mourinho in charge, and it just they just had more fun doing it this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Martial scored a pretty spectacular goal. Although you say that, but no one actually tried to tackle him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had all the time in the world to do what he wanted. Um, like taking the point, like he's, 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 I think he's an actual like a gem of a player, but. Um, yeah, a lot's been talked about, even just the Man United side in general just now, and I'm not quite sure they're deserving of it. Quite right with the players that the teams that they're playing against are have been absolutely atrocious. Yeah, yeah, Fulham, Fulham was so bad. I think it was, um, I think it was. There was one stage where Man United broke, and the whole Fulham defence were running backwards. Yeah, what is going on? And the, but then at the other end. You've got people like Callum Chambers taking shots from 20 yards. Like, <laughs> I'm really not sure. It was going. And you can tell how bad um, how bad Fulham were when Phil Jones is having a t- shot on goal. Phil Jones with his new fat contract. Yeah. 
odd. They're, they um, are um, two goals better off currently conceded than Swindon in the record break, record breaking season, record setting season. So they've, they've conceded fifty eight. Swindon conceded sixty at this point of the season. So it's on wow. boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a record breaking three season. games the rest of the season. Do yeah, they still have a... City to play? Because City got them before the end of the season. They yeah. have other, other teams to cushion, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say Fulham and Huddersfield are now adrift. And I think we established the other week that we thought Huddersfield are pretty much down. And I, I, I think Fulham, you would be looking to definitely be down at this stage as well now. Yeah, I mean, they've won six games between them. And it's the middle of Feb. Yeah. yeah um, it's hard to see any anything different other than those two, is it? Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. So this win puts Manchester United into the top four for the first time, apart from the opening day of the season. Um, but my my only other notable thing I've got for this game is that when this Fulham team go down, <laughs> they ain't. I don't think they're coming back up either, because no. that team will struggle in the Championship. Yeah, because they can't defend. Yeah, that, that is a problem. Teams in the Championship are very good attackingly, and a lot of these players are going to be on big money and not really motivated to do anything in the Championship. Yeah, it is strange, you know. They, they, you know, Mitrovic is he's a pretty decent striker. Here we go. Um, he'll he he won't say he's he's not going to want to stick around, is he? Yeah. Um, they've got nobody creative in midfield at all. Like Tom Kearney isn't playing. Uh, yeah, I don't odd. know if he's I don't know if he's injured or not, but he's been on the bench a few times. The player of the year last year. I'm almost yeah, he's, he was brilliant. He's easily, yeah, he's easily their most creative player. Mm. Um, Sessignon's probably not going to stick around if they go down as well. But then you look at the likes of, like, say, Le Marchand fucking didn't look like he belonged on Hackney Marshes yesterday. <laughs> and, um, you know, Callum Chambers will go back to Arsenal and sit on the bench for forever. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I dread to think what's going to happen to this Fulham team when they go down. So West, on... West Ham Saints and Chelsea in the next three games. They lose all of them, <sighs> don't they? Yeah. Maybe not so far, They've maybe got a chance there, but... yeah. Yeah, you may get a point there, but... Is there any hope uh, to drag other teams into it with them now? I suppose that should be their aim, really, anyway. I mean, the top six should be like a, a write-off for teams mm. who are struggling, you know, and just try and beat like the the ones around them. We, I think we said it to, to Dave a couple of weeks ago, because uh, that's what Newcastle had to hope for doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they seem to do it the other way around. Um, but... Yes, you just can't see, as you say, you could see, you can't even see them beating the likes of Southampton. Right. Um, you could see them getting maybe a point. I couldn't see them but... beating Huddersfield at the moment. <laughs> they can't. No, no. On on Sessignon, like obviously he was like highly rated from the championship last year. Do you think many teams are still going to be looking at him after this the season he's had this season? Uh, I think what what he's got going for him is he's been in, in and out of the side this season. So teams are looking at him and thinking, oh, he hasn't had a run, he hasn't had a chance to, you know, they've changed his position a few times. So so I think if he goes at the end of this season, teams will still be interested. But I think if he has another season where he's inconsistent, he, he will be one of those players who like was rated and then disappears. Will Hughes. Yeah, basically. <laughs> still don't rate him, he's even a Premier League player now. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think Ali's right. Yeah, he's um, he's got a lot of talent, but yeah, he needs to he needs to move kind of this season if he's going to fulfil it yeah that's yeah. the thing without a run of games it, it, it's hard to know what he's good at mm. you know he's he's played at left back and he's not he's not defensive in, in any way he plays at um, left wing but he can't I don't think he can cross he looks um, a bit too lightweight currently mm, it, but like 
Yeah, he could be like Sterling. He's very similar to Sterling in a way where he always seems to pop up at the far post yeah. and stuff like that. But I don't think he's got enough about him at the moment. But then again, Sterling kind of didn't when he first broke through. He was a bit hit and miss when when he first came through as well. So yeah, yeah. But he was showing glimpses in the Premier League. You mm-hmm. know, like his good games, he was world class in the Premier League. And obviously, his bad games, he was bad. But then again, you expect that from. You know, from teenagers, that you can come across that. Assessing you on this season, I know, albeit he's in a struggling Fulham team compared to what Sterling came through in Liverpool, but you're just struggling to see, like, what sort of club we'd be in. Like, I, I think, like, a, a West Ham type, you know, who seem to just mm-hmm. buy, yeah. buy everybody. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I just can't, I struggle to see where he's going to sign and get a run of games, which is really what he needs. Yeah. And um, that's it. It comes back to what we were saying just as well. There's no one else creative in that team to give him the ball. Yeah. You know, when, you, when you've got defensive midfielders like Kevin McDonald and, and that Seri just passing the ball between them in the midfield to the point where Ryan Babel has to come and take the ball off them and make a run. <laughs> you, you know, someone someone like um, Sessegnon who looks like he's the sort of player who likes to run onto a ball. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's not going to get that service. No, they're doomed. And it couldn't happen to almost another nicer club apart from one, and they're below Fulham, so great. <laughs> yeah, um, Man United, as I say, into the top four. Do you think they'll stay there? Yes. yes, they're in the second of the three horse races, aren't they? They're stuck in the little group with Chelsea and Arsenal battling out mm-hmm. for fourth, and then there's the, the top three that have kind of broken away from the pack. Yeah, I say, um, I say they're on a good run for. I think they've got to, they've got to play City and Liverpool in recent weeks coming up, though, haven't they? The yes. next five games, I'm not sure what order then. They have Liverpool, City, PSG twice, and I believe it's Everton. Oh, uh, yeah, PSG on Tuesday night, followed yeah. by the yeah. Cup, and then Liverpool in the league all in a week. That's a tough week. Yeah, yeah so. That's just where. On all the social, if he comes out of this in, in top four and um, puts it together a decent European run, does he get a new contract? I still in the yeah. Cup as well, FA Cup, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get past oh, Chelsea I, I, and win the cup, then yeah, definitely, I think. Yeah, I, I think they'll give it, give him a deal. I don't think there's anyone else they, they could even look at at the moment. No. Yeah, you know, if, if they don't give the job to Solskjaer, who are they giving it to? Yeah, if Zidane wanted it, he would have. They would have given it to him by now, wouldn't they? It would kind of have been mm-hmm. a place for the summer, but there's been no talk of that at all. So, see, I'm still thinking Zidane in the summer, but I think that's just trying to be the whole. I think they're trying to be that bit of a classier club to give, so it looks like they're giving Solskjaer the chance. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we'll see. But it's going to be very hard not to give him the job um, if results keep going the way they're going. He's cut, he's the massive favourite to be the, the manager in charge at start of next season. Two to five yeah. currently. Wow. Well, that's the thing. If, next. if he doesn't get the job, someone else is going to snap him off. He oh, yeah. he he has shown. Like he's got a tactical awareness and everything. Like he rotated his squad yesterday. You know, he, he mm. you know, his Pogba started, um, even though. Uh, but Lukaku came in, started. Uh, you know, he bought he bought in. Like Sanchez has been used sparingly, but he's resting players ahead of um of the PSG game, which you know, okay, it's only Fulham, but you could see like Mourinho probably wouldn't have done that. You know, when he was under pressure, he'd have had to play his first team yeah. and stuff like that. And say so against Arsenal, he made those substitutions in the FA Cup. You know that when they were two one up, he bought on attacking players and stuff like. That. He's getting the best out. He's getting the best out of their players as well. Yeah, he's doing a fantastic job. There's no one that he's he's, he's set the team up the way Fergie was set the team up. 
they're playing the same style, aren't they? That quick at counter attack mm-hmm. football, and it's proven to work in this league. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I, unfortunately, I do think even though yeah, a couple of months ago we were saying Man United were no weren't going to finish in the top seven, <laughs> and 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 yeah, Solskjaer's coming and changed everything. The bastard. Um, <laughs> right on to the other games for Saturday, but I'm going to save the only good one till last. I think I might rattle through the others first. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get off with a big one. Uh, Southampton uh, hosting Cardiff. Uh, Cardiff coming away 2-1 winners uh, the first time in over 50 years they've won two games in a row in the top flight wow I totally forgot that Cardiff were in the Premier League before <laughs> <laughs> until a few weeks ago and like what was it they were going on like oh this is like their something game in the Premier League and I'm thinking hang on they've only been in the Premier League this season <laughs> but then I remembered the only only going to Solskjaer time oh yeah we didn't yeah. talk about that did we that's not yeah that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, oh, I hate to say it, but yeah, Cardiff looked all right, you know. They're going to stay up, aren't they? I hope not. So do I. Yeah, they're they're one point out of it currently. Saints, Newcastle, and Cardiff from twenty four, twenty four, twenty five. Uh, yeah, I want. Yeah, I'd rather get down, but you know. Yeah, you know, Southampton looked to be you know pulling away. You know, a good run of form since uh, the new guy came in, but you know when Sol Bamba scores against Ugh. you. <laughs> you know, you know things aren't going well. Like a knife to my heart. So Bamba scoring a Premier League football game. Yeah, but it's, it was a crazy game. To be fair, you know, Bamba put them one 0 up, and then in that what the ninety second minute, Jack Stevens equalised. Yeah, and and then a minute later, gifted Zahora winner. <laughs> you know, it's weird the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, it's really, really strange. Uh, the only other interesting thing I can think of in this game is that Sol Bamba nearly took out a steward with his goal celebration <laughs> when he jumped over the hoardings. Yeah, he is a bit of an oaf. Um, but yeah, I say yeah, Cardiff two wins in a row. Um, Southampton fans not covering themselves in glory either. Uh, two arrests for fans making uh, airplane gestures towards the Cardiff fans. Mm. I, I always got the feeling that Southampton were quite a family-friendly, you know, nice club. Yeah, that's that's a pretty shitty thing to do for anybody. You get those idiots in every fan base, and just, I mean, it's it's easy to tarnish, you know, a fan base. Um, but unfortunately, there's idiots in, in, in all our fan bases. Yeah. Um, some clubs more than others, Chelsea. Oh yeah. If it had um, been, been Millwall, they'd had a fly pass, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. So I mean, the good thing, I mean, Southampton have, have covered on selling a lot of and a lot of good since it's come out. You know, um, condemning them and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they banned them straight away and released all the images of them. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to see the club. And even on social media, um, a lot of the Southampton fans have, have been tweeting about these guys as well. Mm. Um, so, I mean, look, yeah, I mean, it's easy to tarnish the, the club. I mean, it's such a sensitive subject, yeah. um, especially oh, sorry, so yeah. soon. And, I'm not. I'm not saying it's no, like, no, all no, Southampton fans are like this. It's just it shocked me because Southampton's always been that nice club, isn't it? Yeah, you don't. There's always something about that, it. Yeah. But yeah, very, very, you know, strange. But yeah, say so Cardiff. Forget they look. They, they they did look pretty good, and you know, I don't know what it is about Southampton. They, they've been on a good run of form, and then they they just go yeah go and lose to Cardiff. They should be better. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they've been brilliant in recent weeks. I found it interesting. They interviewed um, Holberg after the game. Mm. And he was like, "We should be ashamed of this." And he, and he, he, the last words he said was, "I will not go down with this football club." Nice. And then walked off. 
I just like, well, wow, that's a bit, you know, does that mean he's leaving? But yeah, you know, they, they've done a lot of good things so far. They've brought a lot of young players into the team, but Cardiff obviously wanted it more, which, you know, it's just a shame their managers are testicle. <laughs> um, on to Ross's specialised game. Uh, he enjoyed this game so much, he watched it multiple <laughs> times, apparently. Uh, Brighton facing uh, informed Burnley, uh, unbeaten this season. Uh, not this season, sorry, that's complete bullshit. Uh, un- unbeaten this calendar year. Um, yeah. Tom Heaton, again, in absolutely fantastic form. amazing, didn't he? Um, Brighton doing themselves no favours defensively, or I think what Louis Dunk fell over for the opening goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Burnley coming away three one winners and continuing that good run of form. Referee is a nightmare in this. Oh, oh god, yeah, yeah. It missed, missed a blatant handball from Jeff Hendricks on the other, one in the box, and then gave a penalty for the softest collision between a keeper and striker I've ever seen before. Do you think they were making up for the one that was it last week when? I think it uh, might be. <laughs> Ashley Barnes didn't get his penalty. Yeah, I think uh, almost certainly. This this would definitely have got called back if VAR is involved. Like next season, this wouldn't happen. Uh, That's a penalty to Brighton right there. But it's a shame for Brighton. They played all right uh, going forward, and they were kind of the better team early on. But yeah, Burnley just took the chances. Chris Wood, rather than trying to place it in the corner, just smashed his first one right at the keeper, and Matt Ryan uh, kind of moved his head out of the way of it. Um, he should have took a page from Jordan Pickford and just saved a ball with your head. <laughs> it might have killed him. Uh, nice second, nice second goal from Wood, and yeah, balance penalty. Yeah, I say uh, Duffy pulled one back for Brighton, but they didn't yeah. seem to do that much else. I found something interesting. I was watching um, Soccer Saturday yesterday before before the the games kicked off, and they were talking about Brighton, mm. and they they asked the panel to name Brighton's the player who'd made the most Premier League appearances <laughs> for Brighton this season. Oh Christ! And they all had blank faces now. I'm sure Brighton have a squad of like 60 odd players because I don't reckon when I watch Match of the Day, I never seem to recognise any of the names <laughs> apart from Glenn Murray or and Solly March out of intro, out of yeah. like misery. Is is their uh, the player he's played in like every game but two wow. this season? Proper homegrown player for them. That's, yeah, that's but they, cool. but they have so many players who like you just I've just never heard of them. They're just like yeah. Players who've never, like, not really played for other clubs that you've heard of or anything. Yeah, just come in, just appear out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I always get confused between them and Huddersfield. I'm convinced of the same team. They, they, just mix, <laughs> they just mix players. Just you know, they've got a squad of like 100 players. Right, you're playing on that team this week. You're playing there. Um, I mean, the strips are pretty much the same. Everything. Just, I mean, Brighton's got a better stadium. I'd say that's about it. Yeah, if you told me Anthony Nokia played for Huddersfield, I would not disbelieve you. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I say Burnley. I say I think we discussed this last week. Burnley are pretty much out of the relegation at the at the moment. So especially with Southampton uh, dropping themselves back into it, and obviously it depends how Newcastle get on tomorrow. Sorry, Dave. Um, but Brighton. I say Brighton. Where are Brighton in the table at the moment? Well, they're fourteenth they're, they're and fifteenth. Uh, Brighton fourteenth, Burnley fifteenth. Both on the same points, twenty-seven points. Okay. So there's the three-point gap to Saints. But I. I can't see for these teams going down this year. And Burnley have got, like, I've got an affinity for Chris Wood because he's a former lead striker, but I think he's a good goal scorer. Mm-hmm. And Brighton just seem to have just about enough about them just to kind of hang around in this division. They don't have enough bad weeks. Yeah, yeah, I get what yeah, you're I saying. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Cr- 
Sorry, quick. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, Burnley have turned it. Obviously, you said they're undefeated this calendar year. I mean, getting rid of Joe Hart and bringing in like an actual goalkeeper um, <laughs> is always yeah. going to be assisting that. But they've also learned how to defend again. Yeah. You know, that yeah. was obviously their biggest strength last season. Um, and they seem just much more compact mm. um, at the yeah. back. Um, and I, I believe, are they not still missing Tarkovsky as well? I don't think he played this week. He's played recently though, because he was yeah. like man the match the other week, wasn't he? So they're so they're slowly getting their players back in the right position. As I say, like just taking out Joe Hart. I think all their wins this season have come when Joe Hart hasn't played. <laughs> um, and Heaton and Pope were like the two best English goalkeepers in the league for the last few seasons. Yeah, so why are, Hart's not even on that bench, is he? Yeah. No, well, I wouldn't have. No, I mean, unless Pope looks to leave. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, Hart will be on a quite a big contract for them, I assume. Because he, they've signed him permanent, haven't they? He's not alone. Yeah, yeah, he's in a permanent. So, yeah, but no, I, I think they're both pretty safe. I mean, the two centre-halves for Brighton um, score enough goals alone. Um, yeah, just to keep just to keep them up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It'll be interesting come the summer with Hayton in the form he's been in since he's come back to see if anyone does come in for him. Yeah, he's 32. That's kind of his only yeah. his black mark against him. But he, he can go on for another five or six years at the top level. Yeah, yeah potentially. You know, Arsenal need a new goalkeeper. So we might as well come on to Arsenal then. As they're next uh, against Brighton's reserves, Huddersfield. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know what to say about this game, really. So Arsenal come away 2-1 winners uh, for, against Huddersfield. Uh, their first away win since November. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise it had been that long, uh, to be fair. Uh, Noah Bamiang, because uh, he was ill, apparently. Ertzel was also ill, apparently. Wasn't right. he back this week? Um, Mkhitaryan came straight back into the side and obviously... Thankfully, Maitland Knowles was fit enough to take the place of Licksteiner to save them having to get somebody out of the crowd to play. Um, <laughs> I'm, not yeah. the, I'm not having the Huddersfield score their goal. Right, it was an own goal. Properly mugged yeah, them off. Yeah, 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 yeah it's it an own goal. goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, Huddersfield looked alright. They did, didn't they? And, and to be fair, they looked alright last week as well. They looked. They they look a more more attacking minded side. Yeah. Just unfortunately, they still have the same players. Um, yeah, yeah so, there's no one to put the ball in there for them. That's the problem. They're making chances and they're looking tasty. But I don't know. My main point from this game is Alex Awobi. He looks like he is. He's almost there, ready to take that next step. He's mm. just there's just that odd little thing every now and then. It doesn't quite go like it doesn't click properly for him. And he's ball goes out of play, or a cross doesn't come off, or a shot doesn't go in. But he's right on that edge, I think, of becoming a superstar player. And he, he, the thing is, he has been for a while, but the thing that gets to him, and he's admitted this, is the fans. Oh, right. Because Arsenal fans seemingly hate him. Weird. Because I really like Iwobi. He's homegrown. He's, you know, he, he's he's pretty reliable. He, he is prone to doing the odd stupid thing here and there. Yeah. But name me an Arsenal player who isn't. Have <laughs> you seen our defence? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the fans really get on his back. Mm. And he, he has admitted in interviews that he feels the pressure of the fans. Like, he'll have a good game, uh, but he'll always be remembered. Like, if a pass goes out of play, he'll yeah. get grief for it. And because he's from the area, like, he, you know, he, he hangs around in North London and stuff. He's, he, he's, he's, you know, he's been quite open about, like, he'll, he's, he said he's had great games where he thought he's played really well. And then someone will come and dig him out because, yeah, he played a, a five-yard pass that went astray mm. or something like that. And, I don't know what it is. Like Arsenal fans can be like this. They were like it with Ramsey for a while. Hmm. You know, they 
they they dug Ramsey out a lot. It's not helpful. Um, no, it's not at all, and I don't understand it because, as you say, he, he is a very good player. Yeah. He, you know, he some of the runs he made yesterday and stuff like he's, he, he's an intelligent player, but when his confidence drops, he goes out the team. And then at the moment, we've just you know we've just signed Suarez, who's probably at some point going to replace him. You know, Ertzel could easily come back into the team at some point and do really well. Uh, and obviously, you don't know what's going to happen in the summer. You know, there's, mm. uh, chances are there's going to be quite a big overturn in the summer. Just looking at the Arsenal lineup from yesterday, you wouldn't be able to tell me where any of these players actually play. There seems to be about seven defenders on the field, but also like four attackers and five attackers. I don't know. I don't understand what kind of system they set up in. Well, Klashnik's gone back more forward now, hasn't he? Yeah. Which is where he played in Germany. It's like a left winger almost. Yeah, when he was in Germany, he played as like a uh, like a left wing back wing uh, winger position. Right. Uh, Monreal's always going to play because he's more defensively minded anyway. He was getting mugged off in this game by loads of players over and over again. They, were, <laughs> they, they, they targeted him as the weak spot, and they were just attacking him over and over, and yeah. having quite a lot of success. Yeah, I say, but I say, I think he's one of the players who we probably won't see much of go next, after next season. I like Kishelny's um, Stephen Taylor impression. See that? Edge of the box. Was this? The edge of the box handball. And then oh, where he got, went down and it, like it did him shot. in the bollocks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Clever, because that was a definite handball. Yeah. Um, then again, he, he also pulled off an amazing tackle. He did, yeah. An absolutely incredible last-ditch tackle. Yeah, I like um, uh, uh James in our group hates him, thinks he's terrible. Again, a lot of Arsenal fans really don't like him. I think he's the best defender in the club. Yeah, he probably is. Not, not saying much. <laughs> well, yes. You put that. him in our WhatsApp group and I'd argue he's not the best defender in that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's, he's terrible. I mean, he he was good because he was fast. Mm-hmm. And in a league where any centre-half with a better pace, you could argue is a good defender just because he's got good ball recovery. But his positioning is terrible. He gives away so many stupid, stupid fouls. And you could argue some aren't penalties, but he's so clumsy that he gives the referee the decisions to make because his position is so bad. I think the thing I would argue in Koscielny's defence is that he is the partners he has had yeah. during, during his time at the club has meant he's had to do a lot of extra work. Van Dijk has partnered with Dejan Lovren. Well, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not having it. No, I'll just shut up now. Okay. Um, no, but I, do, I really like Kosh. That you know, there was talk at the beginning of the season we were going to let him go, and he was, you know, he was linked heavily with Villa uh, for a period. I think he did brilliant in the Championship. To be fair, oh, yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot of talk around the club at the moment that Mustafi's been transfer listed. Wow. Which I'd, I'd kind of be a little bit sad about, but. We are being linked with a lot of defenders at the moment. So if we're going to bring in the likes of Ginter, uh, there's this Iv- Ivorian uh, defender apparently is pretty good. Right. You know, then then I'm all for it. I personally, I'd, yeah, I'd like to see us go in for someone like um, Diop, who's signed up for West Ham last yeah. season. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's very good. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, you never know. But as long as I don't have to watch... Uh, uh, Kish- uh, not Kishelny, um Mustafi in his clown shoes next season. <laughs> but again, I do really like Kish- I do really like Mustafi, but he's just mental. Um, yeah, Mkhitaryan started and frustrated the shit out of me again. Um, he got quite lucky for the for the second goal. Yeah, can't he could he could pass, can he? Yeah, he could have made that pass a, yeah. a minute before, but decided <laughs> no, he wanted to spin around in in a circle. <laughs> and obviously, Maitland Niles came and made the run. Wicked cross. Um, 
Yeah, very very good cross, but that's what happens when you play a midfielder at right back. Well, yeah. You've got still that better, to put the ball in. Still better than Lichtsteiner. <laughs> um, uh, oh, God, what other games were there? Uh, okay, so the next game, uh, Watford against Everton. Uh, Marco Silva's uh, return to um, Vicarage Road. Is this the first time he's been back? Uh, I think so. Will it be, yeah. It took it well, didn't they, Watford fans? Oh, fuck off. It's like, like a player and a manager who never left, never left the club before. It's Get over I, it, for fuck's sake. The only thing I have got written down here is Watford's obsession with Silva. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. He didn't leave them. He was he was sacked. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a club where their manager last week, it was his 39th game, and that was the most Premier League <laughs> games a Premier League manager had had for them. I'm sorry, if I was Watford manager and any other club showed an interest in me, I'd be interested in it. Yeah. Especially and um, with, and I don't care if this is disrespectful, but Everton are a much bigger club than Watford. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, well, I Watford I really have don't 10 get it. Managers in eleven seasons. Yeah. It's worse than Leeds. Oh, like, yeah. And you're yeah. calling a manager a sneak. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just sitting like thinking about that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Over the top, like booing Richarlison as well. Like, he wanted to leave, and you got a hell of a lot of money for him. Yeah, they they got fucking fifty million pound for him. <laughs> Get over it, you weirdos. Yeah. I, I really don't, I don't care if this was a, a, a big, an absolute big deal at yeah. all. And you won. Uh, done. Celebrate your cup final win over your former manager. Move yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, although, unfortunately, Ross, it, uh, this does put the pressure on Leeds United as apparently Beasler is the manager they want to replace Silver. Yeah, apparently. I can't see, I'll speak to Adam earlier, um, I can't see him leaving Leeds. Maybe it's the end of the season, but I don't think he'll walk out in the middle of it because he seems like quite a... Um, Stick to his principles, man. Like he started a job here, and he's obviously always said if it doesn't go up this year, then he's gone. So let's see. But yeah, think he'd do a good job in the Premier League. I think he would do a brilliant job. Yeah, Adam doesn't seem to like him because he hasn't won anything before. But I mean, he likes silver, and we'll see if I can win. Yeah, that's it. And and, and to be fair, he, like he's he's doing wonders at, at Leeds, with, exactly. especially especially with the squad. Like I say, I don't watch Championship football that much, but you've got a lot of young players. Well, we brought uh, one player like into this squad that was, wasn't here last year, and we finished seventeenth, I think, last season, mm-hmm. and we're two points off the top currently. So, yeah, but going to finish fifteenth, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> it's an expensive squad he'd inherited ever as well. The squad isn't bad. It's been a ton of money. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a great squad. We've, we've talked about this every week about how it's good that squad is. It's just not balanced very well. I mean, I, no I, strikers. I yeah, I don't think their, their signings have been intelligent. Um, and I think that's where like, we talk about like an Eddie Howe, like, who do great with a team, but you wonder what they'd be like when they get money. Well, Everton are a prime example of yeah. how their managers are not very good with the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you need a better structure. I mean, I. I imagine Bielsa is much better than the the managers ever have when you look at their their um, back history. But yeah, he didn't yeah, need to spend I mean, money this year. We offered him loads of money to spend the players, and he didn't want it. He wanted his small squad with the players he knows. Yeah, don't Everton have one of those setups similar like like at Arsenal where they have like a, a, a somebody else who picks signings as well? Well, I think I think work? all clubs have. I think all clubs really have that. It just just depends. I mean, I mean Liverpool took a lot of stick for the whole transfer committee but we just put a name to it like mm-hmm. that was all you know every club's yeah. got these like who I did the manager doesn't have time to go out and identify all these players and look at them and because they've got to have certain I mean especially and I'd imagine Bielsa would be quite similar to Klopp that 
talent isn't everything they're looking for. They want like the personality of the player and yeah, there's certain qualities mm-hmm. that he values more than others. And I know at Leeds it works like Angus Kinnear, who's our chief exec, gives Bielsa a list of players and then says, "Who do you want?" And he picks one, and if we don't get him, we don't get him. We don't don't get anyone else. That's it. Yeah, that, and that's the way Klopp seems to. I mean, look at the Van Dijk situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were desperate for a centre half all at the start of last season, but we didn't bother because he wanted Van Dijk. That was it. If we couldn't get him, then okay, we'll look at something else after that. But that was the number one, and, and it, it's. I think it's a good way to go about it, unless you're going to identify clear options. You know, that's my number one, that's my number two. Mm. But not, oh, I can't get him, so let's just grab another one anyway. It's yeah, got let's to be. Just spend this money just because we've got it. And I feel that's what Everton has done, yeah. especially when they did the, the Sigurdsson and they got Rooney. Um, and they, they signed somebody, they signed like three players for like 150 million stupid wages yet none of them on FIFA would have pace higher than 60 <laughs> you know and, and that's what they were missing you know they missed a bit of a bit of creativeness a bit of energy and and that's where you feel as, as Ross said they've no striker yeah. Rich Allison's not a striker he's a wide forward mm-hmm. um, I like him but he's not gonna, he's not Premier League 20 goal season man no, and Theo Walcott's Theo Walcott <laughs> exactly. yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I say Tosin started yesterday, which was which was quite interesting. But I think the problem, I think the problem still was got he doesn't know his best team, and mm. he's taking a long time to figure it out. And they getting they getting nervous. They they're not going to go down, but they wanted more for their money. I think than where they are. Yeah, he's constantly tinkering as well. And he, you know, it's not like at Man City where you can you know you can take out like your silver yeah. um, uh, and you you know your Sane's. You know, here he, you know, he he drops Walcott, he brings him back in. He bring, drops Calvert Lewin, brings him back in. You know, is that Bernard in, Bernard injured? Because he hasn't played for a while now. No idea. So, and he yeah, was doing, he he was doing all right. Yeah. Uh, but Wait yeah. Uh, On to the well, not the last Saturday game. I almost forgot about the one. Uh, Palace against West Ham. Um, yeah. Um, this was the last game on match of the day, I think, wasn't it? Um, one point from this, and that's uh, James MacArthur and his miss. His miss, <laughs> yeah. Which was which was which was only matched by Aguero this afternoon. Yeah. To be the, fair, the best thing about MacArthur's miss is Benteke is screaming for that ball in the middle, completely unmarked. He would have missed, obviously. He's about I was going to say, but would you have, would you have passed it? To <laughs> no, he definitely would have missed. That's why I think he took it on himself. That is an appalling miss. Not even hit the make the keeper save it. Just missed the goal yeah. completely. The keeper yeah. was lying down as well. <laughs> he was actually yeah, lying yeah, down. Yeah, the keeper lay down at his feet. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, Mark Noble scored a penalty uh, from I, I don't know, which which Crystal Palace goalkeeper was it this week that clattered into him? Um, um, Guaita. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, Zaha scored the equaliser. Who, interestingly enough, he was only playing because they've appealed his two-match ban. Yeah, I thought he was banned. Yeah, he he was, <laughs> but then they appealed the additional uh, ban. Uh, so he could play this weekend. Uh, I'm, guessing, yeah, I'm guessing they've got Huddersfield or somebody next week or something. And, don't <laughs> um, and that guy whose name I can never pronounce, Milivio Jevic, or whatever yeah. it is, should, probably should have been sent off, really. Yes. He's uh, yeah. he's not a flash player, is he? You know what you're going to get with him. Yeah. But that's like, it was it was in the build-up to a... It was like the Palace... Can- uh, sorry. Um, West Ham counter-attack. He just wiped out Mark Noble. Yeah. The best thing is the referee goes up to him afterwards and says something to him. 
So he obviously deemed it something worth talking to him, but then just didn't deem it a, a second yellow card. Yeah. I imagine if he if he if he hadn't have had a yellow card, he would have got one. They kept, they showed two or three of Benteke's misses, and every time they cut to Roy on the bench, like head in hands, like completely <laughs> exasperated. It's like, well, stop fucking playing him, man. You I was going to say, it's not like it's something unusual. <laughs> no, you know what he's going to do. Um, Philippe Anderson, he is far too good for West Ham, isn't he? He, he is. He's There's a good. few players on this pitch today are too good for both of these teams. Yeah. I think Anderson yeah. deserves a, a big, big club. I'd like to see him in Arsenal's midfield with Torreira. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It'd be That'd good. That'd be nice. We wouldn't pay the money for him. No. They'd, want, they'd want an awful lot for him. Yeah, paid 40. You want to at least get 60 back, at least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah West Ham have a very good squad. I really like that Diop, who they mm. signed. Um, Fabianski, I think he's probably the best best goalkeeper in the Premier League outside the top four. Yeah, he's a great shot. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, when he was when he was at Arsenal, he was fantastic. I remember um, his last game was in the FA Cup for us, and mm. like, I went to the FA Cup parade after the game against Hull, oh. and um, it was him and Sagna's last game, and um, all the fans were cheering that they wanted them both to say. <laughs> I'm not sure why they were singing it for Sanya, uh, <laughs> for Fabianski. You know, it, I, I'd have loved him to say. Um, yeah, what else happened in this game? Not really much. Not the so angle much. that Zahar scored from, but it did take a quite a hefty deflection, I suppose. Yeah. Um, this game just kind of passed me by. Yeah, it's, 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 it, I, it's like in the last game, I, I totally, I didn't notice watching the Watford-Everton highlights that Z- Zuma got sent off. Did he? It was only when they mentioned it at, at the end that I was like, did he? What? I missed that completely. Last thing yeah, I saw he, Zuma, he was putting a cross in and someone headed over. Yeah, yeah he, got, he got sent off for having a go at the goalkeeper after... <laughs> Not the goalkeeper, having to go with the referee. I was going to say. Apparently. Um, but yeah, not much to talk to. So we might as well get on to the big game from Saturday then. Um, Liverpool uh, against Bournemouth. So Liverpool against Liverpool reserves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> interestingly, Solanke didn't start this week. Um, yeah, 3-0. And I think that scoreline was kind of flattering for Bournemouth, to be fair. Because this could have been 7 or 8. Yeah, foot off the gas, wasn't it, for Liverpool on this one? Job done. Let's not exert ourselves too much. Yeah. What's your view on it, Ali? Yeah, just pretty much what Ross said. I mean, I mean, whether it bites us, bites us in the ass come later in the season for gold difference. Gold but, difference yeah. yeah, but I mean, I, I think, I mean, we'd have to go to some level to catch City on a hole for, for that. But yeah, I think it's just, it was quite a very, we, I mean, we spoke about the Man United game earlier that they didn't have to get into second gear. And this was, very similar Bournemouth for the team that Liverpool are perfect against. You know, they like to attack, they leave gaps, and we can just stroll through. And that's really what it was. Um, I'd say this is our best eleven, bar, bar Trent starting, and and obviously Joe Gomez. Um, so it was nice to see that midfield three together. The front three were um, more energetic than they have been in the last few weeks, and. Maybe just it's the the right time, and we've got a lot of hard. Obviously, Man United next week, so it's a. I think that's maybe why the players kind of and Klopp instructed them just take it easy, just don't do anything stupid, and see yeah, where no we go. Cards, no injuries, just get out of here. Yeah, we've had a, we've had quite a lot of injuries recently with the team, you mm. know, being changed around. So we all can see the form cities coming into. Obviously, we'll speak about it coming up. Um, but that, that yeah. Just one of those. Just it's goal difference. I think I don't think it's really going to come down to goal difference. I mean, how many leagues over the years have ever been settled on goal difference? Yeah, not um, It's just let's just not get any injuries. No stupid red cards. 
Um, and we'll see, like as I say, in Man United next week. So that's the the important one. Yeah. So I've got quite a few notes for this. To be fair, um, Mane scored. Snell scored four in four. Uh, having a pretty good run. Usually he has these sort of purple patches at the start yeah. of a season, um, like he did. But yeah, um, Wijnaldum scoring an absolute cracker. Yeah, Man of match yesterday. Yeah, well, that, he was. That's the, that's one of my notes I've put. Is Wijnaldum probably the most important player in that team? Do, does he make Liverpool tick? He's the most underrated player in that team. Definitely underrated. According to Liverpool fans, he is. I I call him a ghost because you you just I honestly don't see what he does for eighty nine <laughs> minutes. Yeah, he'll pop up with like either an important pass or an interception, just something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it, I feel like he doesn't do. He, there's there's been loads of stats around this. He has the fewest touches of the ball in the Liverpool team, um, and that can be a good thing or a bad thing, I guess. But for his role, it's maybe a good thing that he doesn't need the ball. Yeah. You know, he, he makes the runs, he creates the space. He's so strong. I mean, this is a week I wish Dave was on to speak about him. But for such a quite a small guy, he's very strong and such an imposing figure in there. And the partnership with Fabinho, who was maybe a contender for Man of the Match with him, um, well, it's just, you know, it's come along really good. He didn't even stay in the team hotel this weekend. He was ill. Yeah, he had game. to stay separate, yeah. Yeah, and come in and play that performance, 91% pass completion. Nice. Yeah. I say he, he, he keeps it simple, doesn't he? Really, mm. and, and he, he looked he looked fantastic. Um, I was quite impressed with Kaita as well. Kaita, Kaita. Mm. Um, after I watched the, I watched the West Ham game in midweek, and I was not impressed with him at all. He was he struck me in in that game against West Ham as like, you know how Paul Pogba was during the World Cup. Like what he'd have a great game one game, and then the next game he'd be poor because he'd try and do so. He'd try and play in a slightly different position. Yeah. So you didn't, didn't, didn't quite know what he wanted to be. Did he want to be like an anchoring midfielder or did he want to be a, an, an attacking midfielder and whatever? And that's how quiet it was against West Ham. Like one minute he was sitting on the halfway line, you know, breaking play up. Next minute he's trying to walk through the entire West Ham defence <laughs> and literally just stumbling all over the place. Uh, but he looked really good yesterday. So the, the, the pass he made for one of the goals, I think it was. Yeah, Salah's goal, yeah. Yeah, and then Firmino with that, I won't even call it a back heel. Because it wasn't really a back heel, was so it? He just stood he, on the ball, really, didn't yeah. he? He just kind he just, of he, he stopped it where he was and kept running. Yeah, but that like, rolled it to, to Salah yeah. as well, like yeah. Like Firmino, Firmino when he's playing well. In fact, Firmino's our most important player. Um, go back to Ross's point. Um, when Firmino's on form, we will very rarely lose a game. You know, he's crucial to the defensive side of things and offensively. If, if he's poor. Very rarely are we creating a lot of chances. Um, you, you speak about like Cater's performance against West Ham midweek, and Firmino was atrocious. Um, I felt like he couldn't pass a ball. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't pressing with the same intensity as he did yesterday. He just looked happy again. Yeah. Um, and we've not seen it as much this season, which is after what I've just said, it's hard to believe. But like the way he was last season when when Coutinho was there. Um, you know, he had his friend and I, I really do wonder how much not having him there, you know, regularly um, is affecting like personal life and then obviously if personal life's not going great obviously it always affects our work for any of us um, and it's obviously much more like intensified for those guys so I, I do question things like that and that's why I always, like everybody wants rid of Moreno at Liverpool 
Um, but it concerns me if he was to go as well when that's the three that and Lucas obviously the season before left and that was the four that were always together and then all of a sudden Firmino's left on his own you know living on his own and you wonder how much situations like that do affect them yeah I'd say yesterday that there was a there was a joy in that Liverpool performance they were they were so fluid and it it was like it was like just a a practice game the way that the, the attacking play was. I didn't. It, this was the first game that I remember watching Bournemouth in a while, where they didn't really create that much as well going forward. And I don't know if that's just because they didn't have like the Brooks and Wilson and that lot, or if it's just Liverpool just ran rings around them. It's like we'll come on to the City game in, in a bit, but I think this was the best performance of the weekend. Yeah, it was. It was I struggled to say it was purely because as. I don't think Liverpool tried, and maybe I would say, yeah, because I don't even, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's probably a better one for you guys to judge. I mean, I'm always going to be biased, and I feel I'm probably harder on on Liverpool than than most. Um, you know, the expectations you've got and and such, but yeah, no, I don't know. I I thought City were good today, I, and I would have said Cities, but again, it's just. Maybe my bias on how hard I'm being on them. So I'll let you. I'll let you talk on that one, Ross. I think it was just the most routine one of the weekend. There was no. There was never Bournemouth were never going to trouble them. I think, and Liverpool just did a very professional job. Got the job done and got out there. Mm. Um, what do you make to all the talk that there's been in the last week or so uh, about Liverpool being under pressure? You know, because they they they've drawn a couple of games and obviously they're. Their um their lead at the top has been cut cut back a bit. Um, I, I personally I find it quite interesting that when Man City was storming ahead of the league and Liverpool caught them up, this talk didn't happen about Man City. Um, but then obviously Liverpool have overtaken Man City and then Man City are catching them again. Liverpool are the ones bottling it. I think it's because that was earlier in the season. I think if it had been the same way now that Liverpool had cut a ten point gap, a lot of people would be saying that Liverpool um, City had bottled it and. I think I think it's literally just down to the time of the year it was. Yeah. It's down to who the club is as well. Yeah, Liverpool are much more hated than City. Yeah. That and we've got we've got history for yeah. for doing it. Yeah, you know, like we bottled oh eight oh nine. We bottled thirteen fourteen. Hmm. Um, and we're we're talking in our Liverpool WhatsApp group that to to win the league, like the way City are playing. We need to win ten and draw one of eleven games. Yeah, it's tough. To which, do. so I mean, you're asking a team basically to lose one game all season um, just to win the league. I mean, that's how good the city team are. This is why I, I, I asked the question in the in the WhatsApp group, and like Adam mentioned, United's treble winning season. Uh, I agree with you, Ross. I don't think it, for the time it was good, but yeah. I don't think it was stand up against. You know the level of opposition week in week out. I mean, Bournemouth went and beat Chelsea four yeah. nil two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no teams really doing that in '99 type. Um, the Invincibles went a season undefeated, which is incredible. But again, I'm not. I'm not sure it's better than that City team overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only team for me that can come close to the City team was the Chelsea when they conceded like nine goals in a season. Yeah. Um, but they were dull as hell to watch, but so effective and and 
this but this city team are just going forward are something special. And that's why they'll always get points because so many teams are scared to play against them. Whereas the best way to beat City, which is a big gamble, is to actually attack them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you run the risk of then getting beat 5 6 0. Um, yeah, you could easily get tonked by them as we saw. So, so um, that's the thing. Not winning this league this season, to me, I mean, it's hard to say we've bottled, not bottled it because of the situation we had put ourselves in, but it's not really a shame losing to this City team. No. I've but saying, but the just, media, the media are making out a lot worse. I think it's just because again, Liverpool. We've not won a league in twenty nine years, um, and the size of the club that Liverpool are, it, it shouldn't be that long. But I mean, Man United are the greatest club in Premier League history. We, we can't take that away. You had an Arsenal team who went through that purple patch. Chelsea done the same, and then Man City have inherited millions, um, yeah. billions, in fact. You know, from from ground up, um, built a squad. Uh, you're talking about Aguero, Silva, arguably the best players to play in the Premier League. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just because. And as Ross said, Liverpool are one of the most hated clubs in England. <laughs> like realistically, by media, by opposition, like there's there's genuine fans wanting their team to lose to City, just just so it's Liverpool don't win the league. Yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. Like to be fair, as I said, I've, I've made the joke on here multiple times that if Liverpool win the league, we'll never hear the fucking end of it. Um, it it will be the case. Season, of... Sixty-five years ago, still getting mentioned. Yeah, but not, uh, you know, I, I still hear Liverpool fans going on about fucking nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties and all that. But you know, I, I think Liverpool are playing some fantastic football. I don't think it'd be the, a terrible thing if they won the league. In a, in a way, I think it'd be nice. Yeah, it uh, the... you know, that's it. Yeah. And you know, and it, and it shows that that man, the, so this Man City team are formidable. You know, but this Man City team have lost to Crystal Palace. They've dropped points to Wolves and stuff like that. And yeah, and yeah, Newcastle not that long ago. Um, you know, and and yet Liverpool have. You know, I don't remember any really bad Liverpool games this season. It just seems like City are testing themselves by almost how many points can we drop and still win this league. Whereas everyone else has to be perfect. They can kind of just give themselves a little game within the games. This weekend, I think, defines... It's strange to say we 10 games to go, but if we can beat Man United um, at Old Trafford, I think that's the statement. Maybe the Liverpool players need to believe. You know, the fans will always have blind faith regardless. You know, if there's three games to go and we're seven points behind, that that belief will still be there, sort of thing. But I think maybe beating, especially the run United are on, um, if we can go there and beat them, I think it just puts maybe a, a statement to the to the players that there's nothing quite to fear. Whereas my biggest fear for the rest of the season, we have Wolves the last game of the season. I am terrified of that game. <laughs> you know, can you imagine it's coming down to that game with a wins a need. Oh, the pressure and the way Wolves play football. No, no mm. thanks. <laughs> That's it. It's how we, we said a few weeks ago that Man United will probably have a big say in, in the Premier League title. Yeah. And I think with Solskjaer in charge now as well, mm. he, he, he's, proven him, he's proven himself tactically as well. So, you know, he was watching the Man City game today. Uh, I imagine he's been studying Liverpool as well. He, he does set his teams up differently for different games. So, you know, yeah, it could be really interesting. But I think, yeah, if Liverpool beat Man United next weekend, 
it will be really interesting because I don't know which game Man United would rather win out of those two. Oh, Liverpool. Do you reckon? Yeah, especially because he's he's from the Fergie school. Yeah, that said, that would be that would be the only thing that would sway it for me. Yeah, that, the, yeah that's the, the, that's the rivalry. Like, Man City can pretend all they want, but the right the biggest rivalry in England for the Premier League just now is still Liverpool United. Yeah. They're the two most successful clubs. They're, I'd say they're still the two biggest clubs, like stature wise. Yeah. Um, and Man City, no matter what anybody you think, they're the ones who have got like trying to generate atmosphere. They can't fill a stadium. Um, I mean. It would be how good would it be to be a city fan, really? If you, you know, if that's the way you were brought up with it. the style of football they play. My friend was down there with his kid uh, two weeks ago. I think they had Burnley, yeah. and they won five 0 He said it was what a day out they had. You know, everything that goes on around the stadium. But there was thirty thousand people there. <laughs> like that's embarrassing. You know, yeah. for where they are. I mean, I, I've always applauded like say Newcastle and Leeds. Like no matter where they went. Championship, you were down League Two, Ross. Yeah, but one, still yeah. filling the stadium. You know, yeah. Man, Man, was... the thing is, Man City did that when they went down. Yeah, they just haven't grown since then. Yeah, that's the thing. They they were <laughs> filling Main Road in Division Two, yeah, and those fans right, don't yeah. those fans don't go to the game anymore. Yeah, because they do. What I've heard is they do what Chelsea do: is they sell a lot of tickets to tourists. Yeah, and to corporate seats and stuff like that. And then these people just don't turn up to games. Yeah, there's, there's, there was a time where a lot of the area around the dugout. If you ever watch a Chelsea game, the area around the dugout is always full of Japanese people yeah, because they se- they yeah they they sell the get the tickets to tourists and yeah. tourists will these tickets will have been booked ages in advance and then yeah they just don't turn up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I've seen um, it happened at the Emirates. Um, was it the, yeah it was at the Emirates? There were times when we had quite a lot of Japanese people turn up to games at the Emirates and then I've seen it sometimes at kickoff where there's been empty seats and they've mo- asked people if they want to move <laughs> to, to you know fill seats further forward and right around by the dugout because the cameras and stuff like that and this was before the, the whole oh we're not going because Arsene Wenger's the manager thing <laughs> this is just you know this is, and it's usually and I saw a thing today they were comparing um, the Liverpool game with the Man City game today like the, to the crowds yeah. and whatever but it happens with sun- Sunday games are always the same because they're on telly and stuff yeah. like that. A lot of people just don't go because the tickets are expensive and stuff like that. And with a lot of Premier League clubs, it is really difficult to get t- get you know get tickets now because yeah. they would rather make money. If if I can sell a ticket to somebody for forty quid, or I can send it to a, a stu- uh, like a a tourist for eighty ninety quid, who are you going to sell your tickets to? Yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter if they turn off. No, but that 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 is what happens. It's just strange that it's only that that club that has so many gaps, though. Mm. It's, it's okay using that. I mean, I, I, I would imagine all clubs do something similar, you know, because it's good business. As you say, it's the more money, but it's only Man City that doesn't seem to fill, not even, actually, not even close to fill most of the time. Yeah, yeah, As you it, say, you look at, I mean, Man United is very rarely empty. Anfield never, even Chelsea... You know, it's it's just City, um, and it's. I mean, Spurs. You get you kind of give a break because they're in Wembley, yeah. but it's a much bigger stadium than obviously their. You know that their ticket sales are generating anyway. Um, although they could be using that to their advantage. Mm. Just now, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there's more than eighty thousand Spurs fans kicking about London. Um, Must be yeah. Drop the prices right now. 
Yeah, drop, take a tenner off every yeah, ticket man. and then sell all them sort of thing. But I think that's it has to be a concern for Man City long term, where the the club make money rather than just constantly pump money into it. Um, whereas Liverpool's biggest criticism on the owners that just now is it's been run like a business. I mean, <laughs> shock horror, you know, yeah, businessmen trying to make money. Yeah, um, especially when you think. Shocker. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> so, but yeah, it I just, I, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> Move on, Chris. Yeah. Okay. I, I won't ask if Ali thinks they're going to win the title. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> okay, uh, on to Sunday's games then. Um, speaking of Tottenham, uh, they played again at home, uh, Wembley, uh, against Leicester today, winning 3 1. Um, Son again scoring, he's, although he's, he scored at the end for when Leicester were literally trying to uh, throw everybody forward to try and get an equaliser. Uh, he's got to be on for player of the season, he's son. He's kept them afloat. When Kane's been unavailable he's, and Ali's been off the boil, he's been the main player. Yeah, if you're looking for a player, if your player of the season is a player who has made a dramatic difference to his club, mm. he is that player. Yeah. Because that. You know, at the beginning of the season, Ericsson was making them tick, um, you know, and obviously Kane does his thing. I won't ask Ali about him. Um, <laughs> but but Son is is the heartbeat of that Spurs team at the moment. And, yeah. you know, he's flown all halfway around the world multiple times this season, you know, to play for his country and stuff like that. But abs- absolutely fantastic player. It, it makes me wonder if they could ever keep hold of him, if a big club come in for him. And I'm surprised the big club haven't made have never made a move for him with, with Spurs' reputation for you know for, for, yeah, selling players when a big bid comes in yeah. because if someone came in and made a 50, 60, 70 million pound bid for it, you you wouldn't say he wasn't worth it. If Richarlison is fifty million pounds <laughs> yeah. and, and and stuff like that, I try to think what Son would be worth. That's the thing, though. Like as you just you've just nailed it yourself, Lucas. If somebody comes in with a 50, 60 million bid for Son to Daniel Levy, they're getting laughed at. Mm. You know, well, like, I suppose. Daniel Levy's not the, the greatest person to deal with when you want to buy a player. I mean, yeah, that Gareth Bale signing, it was impeccable timing, you know, and the way the, the transfer scale had kind of, transfer business had gone. Um, I mean, if you move the Bale signing to now, when you see other players going around, I mean, what's it taking to get Bale from, from Spurs? You know what I mean? Mm. Levy's very very clever very astute um, sometimes he's on detriment um, in the transfer window and I, I think to take somebody like Son you're probably talking like 70, 80 million uh, but again you wouldn't say he wasn't worth it no, mm, that's what I mean like, Ra- yeah. Ra- Ra- Real Madrid but, are looking for a left-sided attacking player as they've been looking at Hazard this season but he's got a name and that's why Real Madrid won't look at him but then again, um, he, but then he's got, what he's got is he's Asian and he's got the marketing thing. Yeah, that's yeah. True. you sign you sign a Korean player, you are instantly adding a fan base. He's got forty two goals in one hundred and twenty games for Spurs. I, I love Son. Like I'm not disputing the thing. I'm just looking at it from. I, I get the marketability, but it's not a star name for the the homegrown fans to get excited yeah. about. You know, and well, you're. I'd rather have Son over Hazard. Like. And yeah. I, I like Hazard, he, he, you yeah, get more he, an output. Yeah, but he work, works well, way harder. Mm. Like people talk about Hazard, like he's one of the best players in the world, which is, is, is a joke when you see his output numbers. Mm. Um, 
But again, I mean, if you were to say like two clubs with unlimited money could come in and buy Hazard and Son, who sells for more? Yeah, Hazard again for more. Oh, money. Hazard, Hazard. Well, yeah, just because. And that and that's the stupid thing about football when you look at. It. And again, it goes back to what I was saying to to yourselves about like the Bielsa Klopp thing. It's it's more than ability, and it's the attributes you need. Whereas Son is a much more attractive signing on the whole than Hazard. Whereas yeah. Hazard might have a, might have a higher ceiling and get a better output in individual games, but as a whole, Son's going to give you a better player, better season, better club morale. I'd argue a better trainer. Mm. You know, I mean, we don't see that, but Premier, Premier League ticking. career-wise, they both got the same goals per match ratio, zero point three five. Hazard's yeah. played more games, obviously, but same same goals per match, same shooting accuracy, roughly forty five to forty eight percent. They're almost the same player, but yeah, Hazard would fetch probably double the amount of money. Is Hazard's Hazard, Hazard. like a Ballon d'Or winner, and yeah. you're like, mm. Mm. are they about the same age as well? Uh, yeah, twenty six. Hazard's two yeah. years older, I think. It's yeah. crazy, and I think the other thing for Sonny is because he's at a club with Harry Kane, who's the most talked about footballer in London. Yeah. He, he he does seem to go under the radar. Yeah, he's not a regular starter, so he's doing this coming mm-hmm. in and out of games as well. Hazard never gets dropped. Hazard went a full year without scoring a goal. Remember, let's, let's yeah. never forget that. And I'm making sure everyone doesn't. And I like Hazard as a player. There's just something there that makes you like him. It, it makes you think he's better than he is. Until you read the stats of the, the numbers, the output. Um, I think Salah scored more goals for Liverpool than Hazard scored in his Premier League career. Like, that's absurd. <laughs> like, and, and Hazard still talked about, and even by me, I would pick Hazard, you know, if you're, if you're picking a talented team together, you would look at Hazard as that left wing spot. The only thing I'd say about Hazard, I think if you put Hazard into a into that Liverpool team or that man, this current Man City team, I think he'd he'd look a lot better then. Of I think course. I think at the moment you could put Aguero in that Chelsea team and he wouldn't look very fucking good. He'd be lifeless, wouldn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember seeing. We'll, we'll get on to the Chelsea game, uh, the Man City Chelsea game. Yeah. I don't remember hearing Higuain's name. No. He, he, he could have he could have nipped off for a pie <laughs> fucking ten missed. minutes in. <laughs> I can't know. remember if I said it to you and Dave or when I was when I was on the Friday show with Chris and that. But Higuain going to Chelsea is the worst signing in history. Like Higuain needs chances to like he's not a, an Aguero type player who can make a chance. Chelsea don't create chances. No. You know, like when it's Chelsea like, when Chelsea work, it's fabulous. Which we've seen midweek when they won. You know, everything was clicking for them. Um, you know, Higuain got a couple of goals. But the two games, the game before it and this game, no chances. You know, starved of the ball, looks useless. Mm. Is that Higuain's fault or is that Chelsea's fault? In the first half of that, Chelsea, should we just talk about that now? <laughs> uh, well, we'll just wrap over. Well, basically, we'll wrap over this first game really quickly. Then Jamie Vardy came off the bench because yeah. Leicester decided they wanted three strikers on the bench and none on the pitch. <laughs> Um, came off the bench, first touch, Mr. Penalty. Yeah, brilliant. Um, amazingly, I saw Spurs fans on, on, on Twitter today. Somehow I managed to follow quite a few of them, literally <laughs> wetting themselves over Hugo Lloris, but he's, oh, he, he, he's shit. Um, yes. um, Spurs are now nine points clear of Man United in fourth place uh, and st- and being talked about as title contenders, strangely. I don't think that's going to happen. See, I, uh, I, I, I was going to bring this up. I wrote them off a few weeks back. I think they're right in this now. <laughs> They're still five points off Liverpool, aren't they? Yeah, 
But that's nothing though, is it? That's two games. I suppose. But <laughs> I, I, I think Liverpool and Man City are going to go... They're going to trade blows throughout the rest of the season. I think, the, I think the, what's in Spurs' favour, I think they're going to lose to Dortmund and get out of the Champions League uh, pretty, pretty sharpish in this next, next round. Liverpool and City, I think, are going to keep going. No, we're going to get hammered by Bayern Munich and go out as well. Yeah, I don't know. There's no... With no Van Dyke, no Gomez for that first leg, so it's Lovren and Matip. Yeah, don't find oh, uh, can't really defend much either, though. So. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling Klopp may not write off the Champions League, but half ass it. I was going to say, at this point, you've got to be thinking about sacrificing it. Put the kids in. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it all comes to, like, I mean, managers will always want to win every game, especially in a league in a Champions League, but. I mean, you guys spoke about it last week, I believe, um, when Liverpool kind of wrote off, you know, the second half of the season to concentrate on, like, Europa and then Champions League last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wonder if it'll, be, if it'll be the opposite this season, you know, where we're right there. Uh, City are still FA Cup, Champions League, and obviously the league to contend with. I wonder we just write off um, like not Spurs will write off but with the squad they've got they need to pick and choose their battles as well and they'll believe they're in as you say five points is not much they'll believe they're right in that battle and they, they still have both to play as well mm. and Harry Kane to come back in they're still winning games without their best goal scorer Oh, God, you, I'm oh, so glad you said goal scorer there, not there, Ross. <laughs> no, nowhere near the best player. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. If Spurs won the fucking league, oh. what's worse, Chris? Liverpool or Spurs? Oh, fucking! I think Answer carefully, Chris. I'd, it'd have to be. If, it oh, would, wouldn't no, it? Could you imagine? Especially with the way Liverpool and Man City are both playing at the moment. I hate and Spurs. I've got no reason to hate Spurs. I just hate them. This, this fucking awful, fucking spoon face led team. <laughs> Fucking one! Oh God, could you imagine? <laughs> I, I would just be happy for Pochettino. I think it would justify. I think he's a very good manager. Oh, I do as well. But you know, fucking oh I no! What I can't, I can't handle it. Like Spurs bottled the league when it was a two-horse race between them and Leicester City. Yeah, like that's embarrassing. Like, and this is this is a this is a this is a, a Spurs team who fucking their managers come out this season and said, "Oh, it's all about finishing fourth When they've given us shit for fucking fifteen years <laughs> for finishing fourth. Let's move on to the City's game before Chris's head explodes. <laughs> right, yeah, fuck them. Spurs won. That still haven't got a ground. And they've I been want allowed... Spurs to win the league now. I want to be on this show. This Spurs and, wins the league. Like. And they've been around. I won't be doing this podcast if Spurs win the league. Um, fuck it. I'll be joining Arsenal fan TV. That's how fucking bad it. Um, but yeah, uh, and they've been allowed to sell ninety thousand tickets for the North London derby. Fucking bastards! I might, I might see if the Emirates can be shut down, bring some more money in. Uh, right onto the onto the yeah the main game of the weekend. Then Man City versus Chelsea. Uh, I'd say Man City versus Chelsea, but I don't think Chelsea turned up. No, six 0 And all I've got down is Aguero scored a hat trick. Ross Barkley is shit. At half time, City had four shots on target, four goals. And they were four up after 25 minutes. <laughs> My wife's a Chelsea fan and she just went, oh, well, that's not very good, is it? <laughs> <laughs> She's given up. And I genuinely don't think City were trying that hard. No, they look like they're having fun. Yeah. More than anything, just toying with the opposition. And this is Chelsea. They've got an £80 million keeper, for fuck's sake. Oh, he's not very good, is he? No, I think that's He isn't. Busted flush, that guy. 
Yeah, I, 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 I want. I'm sure there was a, one of the weeks where I wanted to mention, like, bring it up that I didn't think he was very good, and I didn't. But like, yeah, he hasn't impressed me at all. For, I know he's young and whatever, but when you're spending that much money on a goalkeeper, you want the finished you, article. Yeah, you, you, you want him to at least make one save. <laughs> Maybe like uh, was it one of the goals? Like he, he he got a hand to and it just went through him. Yeah, and stuff like that. Okay, Aguero's first goal was it? He, he had no chance for. Although if Ross Barkley actually knew how to fucking tackle that goal, that wouldn't have been a goal. And, and then Ross Barkley decided to set Aguero up for the second. What is he doing? He's had a shocker. It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. I'm surprised he lasted to the 52nd minute. To be honest. But we should have been off after about the twentieth minute. Everton player, remember? <laughs> Didn't want Liverpool to win the league. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like this conspiracy theory. Yeah. Like Man City take this game so easy that Aguero doesn't miss that chance in nine million games. But he didn't care in this game. It was of no concern to them whatsoever that he missed that chance. Know, he yeah. doesn't miss that ever again. Like. He's all about goals and, you know, he's, as I brought up, and I think he's the best striker up in the Premier League. And he doesn't miss that, but he just, just didn't care. He just, it was just like, oh, well, whatever. It's, we it's this, training. We had this we go again. last week and got shouted yeah. down by a very angry Geordie when we said Aguero is better than a certain Mr. Shearer. <laughs> and yeah. I agree with your point. I think it was Chris that brought it. Aguero goes into any team in the world, let alone any team that's won the Premier League. Yeah. Shearer, Shearer can't. He's equaled Shearer's hat-tricks. Yeah. Oh, has he? Yeah. yeah, he's City's record league scorer now as well, isn't he? Wow, he's phenomenal, and that's yeah. without counting players around him like fucking Sterling and Sane and um, all the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I think Aguero, yeah, in any would would any team, in, yeah, any team in the Premier League, he would improve their position mm. significantly. Yeah, like so, if you think of the type of player Shearer is, like Shearer in the Premier League now. Like, who's he playing for? Burnley. Stoke a couple of seasons ago. Aguero would keep Huddersfield up. On his own. On his own. <laughs> Just give me the ball, lads. <laughs> From this starting point as well, with 11 points on the board. Yeah. Like, Danny Ings almost done it for Burnley. You well, know? Yeah. So, you just, yeah, just taking nothing away from Shearer. But, he just doesn't get in every team. And Aguero... I, I just I'm surprised City not really because of the money they've got but I just don't know why a big club haven't tried to take yeah, him. Why is you know, yeah, Messi? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah, why haven't like Barcelona, Real Madrid, ever Real like, Madrid an desperate in? for yeah. a number nine like Aguero? You know, just yeah. I wonder if it's is probably the most expensive team to concede six ever in the Premier League. Surely has to be in yeah. world football ever. I, I was so glad. Like when they were four 0 down, I, I turned to the wife and I was just like, "Oh, if Man City could hit a, hit a couple more, it'd be great." Because the goal difference between Arsenal and Chelsea is six, was six. Well, was six. Yeah. And it was just great. And then when they got to six, I'm thinking they could they could get seven here. It's quite early for six, wasn't it? Eightieth minute could have got another couple. Like, yeah, easily, easily. You're starting. You're starting back to uh, Rudiger and David Luiz. I mean, you were asking for trouble. And Marcus Alonso at left back, who may be the worst left back in the Premier League. Yeah, you're asking for I don't, a lot of trouble. I don't get like I think Sarri's fucking terrible manager. Like I, I, okay, he did really well at Napoli, but it's a different league yeah. and stuff like that. But like, you know, you 
well, I think they were five 0 down at the time. And he takes off his left back <laughs> yeah, so to bring off. on another left back. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, was he watching a replay of the game and thought he was only it was only ten minutes in or something? It, 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 yeah, replaced and two centre so- midfielders with two centre midfielders and a left back for a left back. And the whole yeah. time, William and Giroud are sat on the bench. He's twenty-seven games into the league and he hasn't established that. Kante is the best defensive midfielder in the league and Jorginho's shit, yet he's still playing them in opposite positions. Like, yeah. Jorginho has the most touches, most passes, most passes forward. No fucking assists. Yeah. Most, What's the most, point of them? Most weak, Kante is the furthest man forward for Chelsea. Yeah, against Arsenal he was. I thought he was playing <laughs> up front at one point against Arsenal. Absolutely and it's just no, like, no. it's just like, what is happening? And like, I, and he's so stubborn. I, I just don't understand. Jordan Henderson is more efficient in set defensive midfield than <laughs> superstar Jorginho. <laughs> and that is saying a fucking awful lot. You know. But do you think Sarri will survive at Chelsea? Where do they go next? Like, well, yeah. who, do they go back to Mourinho again? Well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Because every top manager in Europe. They like going sideways. They signed Jorginho. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but like Sarri, it's, it's, I'm sorry. I know art being an armchair football critic and whatever is the worst thing in the world, but everybody fucking knows what is wrong with that team. Yeah, everybody, and he he is, and he knows. He Paul Merson is seeing it. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know something is wrong. Paul Merson is claim is seeing the same as us. Swap the two of them round, or even play them together. And change your midfield setup, and yeah. it's going to be so much better. Yeah. If Paul Merson has seen this, he ne- what is the manager doing? Mm. Like really? I, right, I get again. He gets paid to do it, and he's got a much more successful career. I will bring up my football manager statistic to prove <laughs> the way he's doing it doesn't work. But like, he's just fucking. But he, he he's not. I am not changing my way. My way of football will work yeah. for fucking who? It's 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 baffling. Like. It's obviously a massive, really odd comparison. Bielsa has the same sort of methods. He will not change his his style or his his tactics or anything like that. But he kind of sets the the, the lineup to match the opposition. The tactics remain the same, but the players change. Mm. Sarri's not doing that. He's playing the same team week in week out. Yeah. And yeah, and it's not like he hasn't got options. I don't understand how that Chelsea team are fifth. Well, the, the twelve point gap to Wolves. In seventh, I, I really don't. Under, they've been so. I don't remember a good Chelsea performance. It's only because of the start of the season, though, Chris. That that's the only yeah, reason. They're, well, yeah, they, I say they really were unbeaten start. for a yeah. while. Yeah, I say they beat us. They beat us earlier in the season. I, I, I didn't think they looked good when they beat us. Uh, we, the, we like, scraped a draw against them as well. Remember, Sturridge got that last minute equaliser. Mm. You know, but we just no no team had figured out how to stop the. You know, Jorginho was that new toy. Mm. Um, and then everybody realised wait a minute if you just don't give him the ball oh, actually let him have the ball no let him have the ball stand on the halfway line with your hand on the, on your hips and let Jorginho on, pass the me. ball sideways <laughs> like, so his last four, three results a 4-0 loss a 5-0 victory and a 6-0 loss what the fuck is going to happen next week does this also show how shit Huddersfield are and I'm yeah. quite concerned because we only beat them 2-1 yesterday <laughs> Chelsea fans must, must, must be licking the lips at the thought of the EFL Cup final against Man City next week or two <laughs> I weeks. Say, they mullered us in that last season and we tried. They've got Malmo, Man United, Man City, Spurs. 
Man United, Man City, and Spurs are next three league games uh, uh, with the cup game put in there as well. And what Spurs but, were the first team to beat them, weren't they? Yeah. Spurs absolutely run them ragged then. You the know, next, the next kind of game they should win is Fulham, but I don't know even if they'll beat Fulham <laughs> this the way they're playing. Yeah. I say no, no, no. Mourinho has gone for Man United. Chelsea, I think, are the worst team in the Premier League. <laughs> the way they play is the worst football in the Premier League. At least Huddersfield H- now attack. Huddersfield now attack. Yeah. Fulham are just good for comedy value, yeah. and they do go forward. You know, okay, Brighton are a bit shit, but fucking Brighton are at least solid. Yeah, like if I if I looked in the Chelsea dugout and saw fucking Sam Allardyce, <laughs> I, it'd be a breath of fresh air. Put Duncan Duffy in this Chelsea's back two, or replace them with Louise and uh, Rudiger. Yeah. They're better defensively. Yeah, Andrews Christensen sitting on the bench, yeah. thinking like, what do I need to do? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm thinking exactly the same. They've got that. Um, they signed that um, American guy as well. He's supposed to be quite good, didn't they? Yeah, I don't. Know if, is he on loan somewhere or something? Probably. Or uh, yeah, they've got about nine million loans out. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's 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 absolutely shocking. Now they've the got um... is, they just need to che- like like we're we're laughing and joking at them here, okay? But like genuinely, they just need one tweak in their midfield. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, things look different. It may not be perfect, but all the pressures off that defence immediately. Yeah, and they, yeah, they have the thing is about Louise is, in the world. Yeah, Louise is actually a good defensive footballer, as in can play football with a ball. Hmm. So if you can then shield him from the mistakes that he makes, <laughs> you're automatically better. <laughs> then it frees up Jorginho to do whatever he wants with the ball <laughs> and then that's... just find an attacking midfielder. Well, they've yeah. got... Kovacic is on the bench. Yeah, yeah. They've Loftus got Loftus-Cheek, Cheek, who's pretty good. <laughs> Ross Barkley isn't that bad, usually. You know, sat on the bench, didn't even yeah, get on today. Yeah, OK. And they've got Higuain up front, right? Fucking, I'd put Jorginho in the hole. He can play a five-yard pass into a 32-year-old striker. Surely. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need Ryan on. I, I need this defended somehow. He's not going to come on and defend this. Not this week. No one. Sarri isn't coming on to defend this. No. It, yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Imagine how many smokes he went through this weekend. Fucking hell. Yeah, he, he, he was fucking... He was the most animated person in a Chelsea kit. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Kepper picking the ball at the back of the net, <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 almost funny, isn't it? Like we had a we had a good laugh at Man United when they were playing terribly like earlier on in the season, yeah. but watching Chelsea get dismantled, it, like it's fun. It is. It's great. It is. It, it, it's great. But and as you say, where do they go from this? You know, Zidane's probably going to be available. But yeah, imagine if Mourinho went went back though. <laughs> I I'm not. But laugh, I wouldn't be surprised. But. Oh, Where's he gonna go? Well, I don't know. He was he wasn't he linked he wasn't he linked with somewhere in Russia recently. Well he was offered the Benfica job, but they won ten 0 today. They clearly don't need him. <laughs> they've got a they've got a young team, Mourinho ain't taking that. That's <laughs> <laughs> my thirty two year olds. But yeah, fucking I don't know. But yeah, Man City looked fantastic and you know, Chelsea looked very, very ordinary. Yeah. And after after the Ali just mentioned the uh, the, the games they've got coming up I'd you know, I think Malmo will be fancying their chances at the moment, won't they? City have scored 74 goals in 27 games. It's scary. Saints have scored 12 goals this season. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, that's wrong. They've scored 28, but still. Huddersfield have scored 14 goals this season. 14 against 74 in the same league. Yeah. 
you know, yes. Man City probably more like, attempts that today. That is football manager stuff. Like, yeah. that really is. <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Plus uh, 54 goal difference. Like, insane. Um, right, anything else you want to discuss from the weekend, Ross? Uh, anything? Uh, no, well, Leeds had an interesting game. 12 minutes injury time. Yeah, Jack... Jack Clark, is it? Yeah, our 18-year-old winger got rushed to hospital. He collapsed on the bench. Uh, he played the first half, took a, taken off half-time for tactical reasons, and then, yeah, just kind of collapsed on the bench. He's been released, thankfully, and Bielsa's reported that everything is uh, uh, good, nothing serious, but he's been taken in for more tests uh, this week at Leeds General Hospital. But, yeah, hopefully it was all right, fingers crossed. It's not a, Yeah, not so a, it, looks a good, it looks a good prospect. Yeah, worrying. Worrying. Uh, Middlesbrough fans... Showed their colours and being absolute cunts, so now it's probably a Bielsa cheating tactic to get more injury time. Fuck off, you twats. I was going to say that there's extremes, isn't there? Yeah. Um, play collapses on the sidelines. Tony Pulis is their manager, though, isn't it? He is. Yeah. Pulis was yeah. actually quite um, gracious. He said it didn't, the result didn't matter. It's all about if the, the young lad's uh, better. So that's. Uh, that's nice. Shocking it? sign of. Uh, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> thing from oh, it's hard to hate them when they're nice like that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a PR stunt. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's called it. <laughs> but yeah, we're currently second. Norwich just, just, uh, well, just bad. Ipswich in the old farm. Derby yeah, Ipswich looked awful. I saw yeah. bits of that game this they're morning. They're doomed. 18 they, points. They, they, they cannot defend no. at all. Paul Lambert uh, got sent off. Yeah, against his foot. He used to be my Norwich manager, didn't he? Yeah, agent Lambert. Yeah, I did see him like looking like he was trying to kill one of the Norwich backroom <laughs> yeah. staff. Um, it was quite interesting. Uh, Wolves Newcastle is tomorrow. Should be a good game. Um, I'm guessing Dave is not going to watch that. Maybe he's from behind <laughs> the sofa or something. Um, Ali, anything you'd like to bring up for this weekend? No, I think it was a fairly uneventful weekend, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bit, very meh. As you say, the top two teams kind of just done what they had to do, and the, the rest are. Spurs, as you see, Spurs are kind of just a surprise package. I didn't realise how close they were. Um, still, um, I feel like they've they've lost so many games this season, but not having the draws makes such a like really make a difference when you see it the total overall. But yeah, just a very meh weekend. Just hanging around like a bad smell, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone know why? Is I think it's next Friday, not this Friday coming. There are two Friday night Premier League games. No, that's weird. And neither of them, like, one of them is like Watford Burnley or something like that. Yeah, Cardiff against Watford and West Ham Fulham, what? Yeah, is I'm, it, it's the 22nd, isn't it? Is it a double game week? Uh, like, yes, there's games for, on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, so maybe that, why just to go along with, just to, to split up the days as such. Yeah. That's a busy yeah, month, that is, really. Yeah. I was going to say, because I know it's the Carlin Cup final, whether it, no, the... Caribou Cup or whatever it's called yeah. on the 24th yeah could, I, I'd imagine it would just be to do with that and just the way the fixtures have worked for certain teams to try and get the two games played as such and maybe one team's got three games over a certain space of time yeah. um, I, I know it's because it's FA Cup weekend next weekend is it Oh, well, that's a weekend off for us. No but I think there's still Premier League games oh. we're at the point now I was kind of hoping that because because yes, I'm off work from this week for yeah, a couple of weeks. Oh, okay, we'll send off. Well, I'll, have, well, I'll have a look at the fixtures and see if, it, if, it, if it's. Yeah, it's worth. a fake up this weekend. Uh, how many Premier League fixtures? Um, uh, that's a very good question. I will find out now. Did you discuss this off air, but. Yeah, we could have been up this weekend. Um, there aren't any. Oh, okay. So 
Well, might be a weekend off next week. I, I'm not going to commit to anything because last time I said, yeah, we'll do something. We didn't. Yeah. Uh, um, so, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's everything covered from this weekend then. Um, thank you for joining me, gentlemen. Absolute pleasure to speak to you both as always. Yeah, great, mate. I love being there. Thank you. Yep. Good. And that's it then. Thank you for listening. And or, uh, you can catch us uh, at Man on the Post on Twitter. You can catch Ross on Twitter at... Uh, Rosspo984. And Ali. Ali Thompson84. That's it. And you can say you can find us all across the social networks, uh, Instagram, what's not WhatsApp, dickhead. Um, <laughs> one, Facebook, it is, it is Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, all that. It's all the same thing, isn't it? We've got a um, WhatsApp group if I want to listen to what to come back into it, but they probably don't. Uh, he probably doesn't. He's blocked most of us now, isn't he? <laughs> you know, you know, but you know, he'll be there tomorrow with his copy of the Daily Mail. <laughs> um, and that's it. Thank you very much for listening. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Uh,